You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. First Timothy chapter 4. It's a very familiar passage of Scripture, um, but it's one that I don't think we can hear enough. And this will specifically be more targeted to the young people tonight. And I didn't ask them to sit together, but that, that really works. And uh, thankful for that. I'm thankful again, just again, for the, the good camp trip we had. Thankful for the safety the Lord gave. Uh, the way he spoke to hearts. And I know Brother Jacob already mentioned it, but uh, it is very important that you, you don't stop praying um, like you have been for the camp uh, trip and the decisions that were made. Um, because right now is, is where the rubber meets the road. And so it's, it's a big deal, even just this first week. Um, if they can keep their decisions this week, then it'll uh, be a lot easier to keep it later on when it gets harder. So keep them in mind. But again, this, this is specifically targeted towards them. Um, but don't tune out. There, there'll be some application at the end for everybody. So uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. I know this is a familiar truth, but I think it's one that can be a huge help to us if we'll apply it. And um, as long as we're willing to apply it to our lives, then the Lord's going to speak to us. So let's pray and we'll get right into it. God, we are thankful just to be in your house tonight, to be around your people. And it's always an encouragement to me to, to come in on a Wednesday night and to hear from you, to sing songs about you, and then also just to be around like, like-minded folks and uh, just get to have that fellowship. And I'm thankful for that. And I just pray that you'll be uh, with the, the message tonight. I pray that you will speak through me, help me to be clear, help me to be concise. And I pray you just speak to hearts and, and help us to apply it uh, in the ways that maybe aren't even mentioned. So I pray you just uh, be with us the rest of the night. Please speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. You can go ahead and be seated. If you've been around me for uh, any, any time, really, then you will know that I am somewhat of a food junkie. I love food. And it's kind of clear, um, gained, a, gained a little bit of weight uh, since I got married, uh, since I went to school. I, I think it just happens. It's like freshman 15, and then it just keeps building after that. Um, but I, I, I don't uh, eat to live. I live to eat. That's kind of kind of my, my motto. It shouldn't be, but it is. Uh, even though I'm a food junkie, though, I, I, I like fast food. I, I still enjoy fast food. And, uh, but there, there's a reason fast food is so cheap. There's a reason it is so convenient um, because of some of the quality that it can provide um, or the lack thereof. So, for example, let's say I go to McDonald's, a very famous fast food place. I order a Big Mac uh, with some cheese, with some bacon, lots of bacon, uh, mustard and ketchup, a large fry, and a large sweet tea, which is hard to find here. Good sweet tea is hard to find in the north. So I'd, I'd say my wife makes very good sweet tea, and I'm very thankful, because Oklahoma, Oklahoma has good sweet tea. South Dakota does not as much. Anyways, it's important to get a large sweet tea, very important. But they bring your meal out to you, and what I get is a six-count kid's nugget, 
with apple slices and a high C fruit punch and a girl's toy, nonetheless. So I, I'm obviously not shocked because it's McDonald's. No, no offense to anybody that works for McDonald's. I, I, I mean, no, no harm. Um, but I'm, I'm not really surprised. First off, I'm pretty disappointed because you don't get my bacon. Uh, second, uh, I didn't get a boy's toy. That's always a disappointment as a kid. Um, and even, I mean, even now, I guess if you get a kid's, menu, a kid's meal. But again, no offense, but you just wouldn't be surprised. It's McDonald's. You're not really surprised um, if they get your order wrong because, I mean, at least for me, it's happened quite a bit. Um, you, you, it, it, come, you almost come to expect it. Uh, when you go when you go to a fast food restaurant, really, now it's always frustrating when when someone gets your order wrong anywhere. Um, but you 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 almost come to expect it at a fast food restaurant just because it's typically what it is. Except at Zesto's and uh, Chick Fil A, you know, yeah, they, they're perfect. Can't can't do any wrong there. But it it does ha- it does happen pretty often, especially like at McDonald's, and it is frustrating. But you really don't expect much from fast food restaurants for the most part, again, except for Zesto's and Chick-fil-A. But, you know, sadly, this cycle doesn't just happen at fast food restaurants or at some, some restaurants. It, it does happen even just in life, that something happens so often that you, you, just, you just come to expect it. And it's starting to happen in our youth today, and it happened in the youth uh, in Paul's day as well. So in our text, Paul is trying to help a young pastor named Timothy. As he's heading into ministry, as he's heading into adult life, Paul is just trying to give him some advice here. And so Paul tells Timothy that if he's not careful, that there would be some people who who would um, not take him very seriously or, or, or look down on him because of his age, because he's young. You know, people wouldn't expect someone as young as Timothy to be a pastor. There, there would be some... Uh, some, they, they would come up with a reason not to take him seriously, maybe because of his age, but Paul's trying to tell him, hey, don't let there be a reason that people don't take you seriously. Don't give anyone an, an excuse to look on you badly. And then he gives this advice. But why, why would Paul give, give this warning to, to a young man? Well, because people now and people then have certain negative expectations when it comes to young people. Another way to say it, 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 people don't typically expect much from teenagers or for, for, from young people. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to, to be a Debbie Downer. I'm not trying to um, sound harsh. And I'm not trying to rail on, on teenagers tonight. Don't, don't take this the wrong way. Um, but for the most part, people don't expect very much from teenagers, especially nowadays. At least that's what some people would say. Um, because if, we, if we're honest, uh, a lot of times teenagers can be immature. Um, they do things that are not smart. They can be lazy, fall easy to peer pressure. Um, they don't respect authority. The list goes on and on and on of things that we could mention uh, that happen with teenagers. And, and now, even starting into to college age as well. But many times, it can be excused because they're teenagers. It's, it's what they do. That is what you've come to expect from teenagers. And that should not be the case. Paul is trying to convey to Timothy in this passage, and it's something that we need to realize as well, is that teenagers do not have to fall to the expectations of our culture. 
who don't, they don't have to fall to people's expectations of them. They don't have to act like uh, the culture around them or the cult, what the culture expects them to do. But they can be an example of what a godly Christian should be. This is Paul's exhortation to Timothy, and it's my exhortation to the youth tonight as well, that being an example of, a, of godly Christian character, being a godly Christian is not determined by your age. No, you, you can be an example. It's determined by how you live your life for God, not your age. So I just want to go through these areas tonight, and it's not going to be long, it's not going to be complicated, um, but I just want to mention some of the things that, that Paul says that you can be an example in as a young person. And then hopefully, uh, well, I'll, I'll give the expectation, and then I'll hopefully give, uh, give you how, how you can be an example in this area. So the first area that Paul mentions is be thou an example of the believer in word. Most people uh, expect teenagers to say things that are not very wise. I've been there many times and regretted it for sure. They, people expect teenagers to, to say uh, bad things about their authorities, bad things about their parents, disrespect authority. Now, if you were to turn on the Disney Channel tonight, you'd probably find a show where uh, a teenager is, is talking uh, to their parents, talking disrespectfully, and most of the time the parents are portrayed as just being dumb or, or careless or clueless. And that, that's, what, that's what's being fed to, to teenagers, to kids. But that, that just shows what the culture expects. That just shows what the culture thinks of teenagers and their relationship with their parents. They expect, uh, they expect them to say bad things about others, gossiping behind one another's backs. People expect teens to say crude things, talk about immoral things, use language that is not appropriate for, for anyone of any age. But not only do teens struggle with what they say to, to people um, in, in their, phys physically, they also struggle with social media. I, I believe this is one of the biggest things that, that teens struggle with, and, and adults as well. It seems like there's some kind of disconnect between social media, what you are online, and what you actually are and do in reality. Because teens and adults alike will say things on social media, post things on social media that they would never say or never, never show or, or, or never post pictures or, or give pictures out in public like that. We, we cannot treat social media like it's not a big deal. Uh, because it is. It, there, are, there are people who are getting fired, who are not getting hired, who are getting in huge trouble for things that they post on social media. And again, it may not even be something that they would say in public or to someone specifically, but for some reason, when you get on a phone, get behind social media, something else just comes out. And it's something that, that we cannot forget about. And the expectation is that teens will be right in the middle of it. They're going to be involved in social media, and they'll post whatever they want on TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, whatever it is, and... They think it doesn't affect them in real life, but it does. That go, goes for everybody on social media. It, it is real life. You know, it, can, it, it is a huge issue, and we can't overlook social media. And what, in parents, you can't overlook what your kids do on their phones um, because that, that is something that maybe, maybe you do overlook at times, and they're very aware of it. And social media has a huge, huge pull on our kids. And I, I grew up with teenagers who um, were on social media, and they, they could say all the right things. They acted great on the outside, 
they could do and say all the right things, look a certain way, but on social media or on their phones, they were a completely different person. And sooner or later, it came out that they weren't this person who they, they said they were because um, you see their social media and it's just absolutely trashed. Someone who grew up in church. So it's not something that you can overlook. It's not something that is a little thing. How you use your phone and how you treat social media is a very, very serious thing. That's also involved in how you use your words. Now, the reason I'm spending more time on this one than, than anything is I, I think it's one of the first areas that, that people can see whether or not a teenager or any person is, is acting, um, acting like or falling to the expectations of the culture or being an example of the believer. One of the first things you can tell is by, by their words. But teenagers, you can be an example in your words. And you can be an example in what you say and how you say it to your authorities. Saying, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, no, sir, no, ma'am. What tone of voice you use with your parents will set you apart from other teenagers immediately. It will show that you're an example of the believer, that you're a Christian. You're, you're an example of what a godly Christian teenager should be like. You can be an example. How about the things you talk about with your friends? Staying pure in the things you talk about. Not saying bad things about your friends, your authorities, behind their backs. Making sure that when you use social media, when you use your words in your conversation with people, you're seeking to honor and glorify the Lord in everything that you do. You can be an example of the believer in what you say, whether it's in person or whether it's online. Whatever it is, you can be an example of the believer in word. It goes for each one of us. The next thing it says is, be thou an example of the believer in conversation. This isn't necessarily referring to talking to people, but this is referring to your actions, how, how you live your everyday life, what you do in your daily life. You know, the expectation is that teenagers will, uh, are going to act dumb, take on every internet challenge they see, um, whether it's like the, the, the super spicy chips, I don't know if you've seen that, the cinnamon challenge, like really, really weird stuff like that. I don't, I don't get it. Um, but like, you know, sometimes those can be humorous, but actually pretty dangerous. Um, but but seeing, seeing those things, it just doesn't make sense. They act immature, be lazy, sleep till noon when they don't have to be in school, spend hours and hours playing video games, watching TV. That's the expectation. People, people just expect uh, young people to be undisciplined. Expect them to dress how, however they want. Um, no matter what it looks like, how appropriate it is, they expect uh, teenagers to be casual. And, and really, our, our culture is going more casual uh, every day, no matter if it's young people or adults. Um, but that, that is part of our, our daily lives. And people just expect teenagers just to live how they want without any care of how their actions would affect others. But it doesn't have to be that way. And you're going to hear me say that a lot tonight. You do not have to live that way. You don't have to fall to those expectations. Teenagers can be an example in how you carry yourself in your everyday life. You can be mature in what you do. You can have a hard work ethic. You can choose to get up at a reasonable time in the morning. You did it at camp. You can do it. Uh, you can choose to, to get up and spend time with the Lord and, and do your chores. And you can choose to limit your time play to playing video games and, and, and watching TV and just spend your time doing other useful things. You can be an example in how you dress, in, in dressing modestly, 
Ladies dressing like ladies, men dressing like men. You can dress neatly. You don't have to, you don't have to be casual. Not always trying to fit the latest cultural trend. Decide now. Each area of your life, whatever it is, you can be an example of what God wants for people's lives, what God wants for Christians' lives. How you spend your time, how you carry yourself, you can be an example. You don't have to fall to people's expectations. You can be an example of the believer, no matter what, no matter what you do, no matter what your age is. Then it says, in charity, this is referring to your love for others, how you give to others. You know, people expect teenagers to just act out in selfishness. And, and again, I'll say, it's not just teenagers, it's everybody. Our, our natural bent is to live for ourselves. But people expect teenagers to make decisions out of selfishness, for, for their love, for their selves. Uh, people expect teenagers just to act uh, based on their love for themselves and pleasing themselves. The expectation is that teens don't, don't give of their time for others. They don't give to the Lord. That's the expectation, and that's what people have come to expect of young people. But again, teenagers, you can be the example in this area. Instead of living down to the expectations, live up to be an example in how you treat, how you care for others, especially your authorities. Be a teen that, that is a help and a blessing to your church, to your parents, to your employers, whatever it is. Be a help. Love other people. Be the team that invests in others. When guests come, then, in, then encourage them. Sit by them. Talk to them. Make them feel welcome. Teenagers, you can. You can be an example in how you love others. And you don't have to be, live a selfish life. You know, most people don't expect teens to have a desire to see lost souls saved. You know, the, most of the time people will sleep in on Saturday mornings till noon or whatever. There's not much of an expectation but we've just started um, going out on outreach on Saturdays and just trying to give, give you all a, a time that you can go out and give to others. Show your love for others and for the Lord by reaching people, reaching lost people. If you know your friends are doing wrong or, or not living how they should be, you know, the, the thing, if you're being an example in your love for others, is to tell them, to help them out. Part, part of loving others is loving them enough to help them change. And that goes for everybody here tonight. If you see a family member, a church member, a friend, and there's something in their life that's going to hurt them, sin mainly, and, and they're, they're not living like they ought to be, then you ought to, to be loving and help them out. And if you're on the receiving end of that, you have to recognize, hey, they, they just love me. They, they love me enough to, to help me out and to, to, to see real change. It, it, you don't have real love or charity for someone else if you're not willing to help them. And that they can be a hard thing for teenagers to, to go to your friends and say, hey, I, I noticed this. You know, let's, let, let's talk about this. That, that's hard to do, but that shows your love for others is when you're willing to confront someone about something that they're doing wrong and, and be willing to help them change. You can be the right kind of friend, teenager. They heard that at camp. Be the right kind of friend. Show love to others by being, being the right kind of friend. Be an example in charity, in your love for others. Then it says, be an example of the believer in spirit. Now this is a big one, and we're not going to spend a ton of time here, but people expect teens to always have a bad attitude. I, I think, I think that's, that's one of the biggest expectations, is they expect teens never to be happy with decisions that are made. They... Um, are always pouting, never happy about anything. 
It's like Eeyore, the Eeyore mentality. Um, they're never happy about anything. People always expect teens to be depressed or uh, discontent. That's, that's the norm. That, that's what people expect. And teenagers are infamous for their bad attitudes and discontentment. But as a Christian teenager, that doesn't have to be the case. Instead, you can be a teenager that's always enjoyable to be around, to be happy, to be an encouragement. You know, you can be a teen that has a relationship with the Lord who finds their worth and their contentment in their relationship with the Lord, no matter, no matter what the situation is. You can be an example of the believer in your spirit towards authority, towards others, and in your contentment and in your countenance as well. Be an example of the kind of spirit that, that Jesus would have shown when he was here on earth. Be an example in your spirit and how you interact with other people. It says, be an example of the believer in faith. You know, most people don't expect teenagers to have a walk with the Lord, to have a relationship with the Lord. And it's sad. It really is. People don't expect teenagers to read their Bibles, to take time to read their Bibles, have a prayer life. People expect that teens won't pay attention during services, that they're just going to, to write notes to each other or, or draw things. And I, I know I, I've been guilty of this myself. It, it's easy to think that, that they're not going to keep their spiritual decisions. That doesn't have to be the case, though, because they made decisions at camp, and they are very capable of keeping them. You know, people expect that they're not going to enjoy things at church. They're not going to, going to enjoy anything related to church. People don't expect teens to take spiritual things seriously. But I'll tell you, we had 24, 24 kids come to youth outreach, and it seemed like they enjoyed it to me. I, I, think, I think they really enjoy it. And, and teens can enjoy church. But it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be um, what people expect you to be. You don't have to be what people expect you to be. You can have a great relationship with the Lord. You can spend time in God's word. You can have a prayer life. You can have a vibrant walk with the Lord even while you're young. There, there is no age limit on having a walk with the Lord. You can be an example to other teenagers and to adults in the room by how you walk with the Lord and, and how you read your Bible and how you pray. You can be an example to others in your relationship with the Lord. You can keep and make decisions at camp and you can keep them. You can make them, and, and you don't have to forget them. You can listen and in, even enjoy godly preaching. You can be an example in your Christian life, in your walk with the Lord. Don't think, don't think that you can't just because of your age. You can be an example in your walk with the Lord. Then this last one, be an example of the believer in purity. There is a major, major expectation of teenagers that they do not care about their purity. It's obvious that people think this because of all the advertising that, that people do to try and, to try and uh, get teenagers to, to uh, look at their ads, their videos. People expect teenagers to, to watch whatever they want on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, things that are not appropriate. People expect teenagers to watch movies with cussing and immoral scenes. Teenagers are expected to be loose with their purity and, and, and think that it doesn't matter to them, not take it seriously. They're encouraged to have love at first sight and, and to follow their heart. Teens are expected to have a boyfriend, a girlfriend, and date through middle school and high school and just test the waters. But it doesn't have to be that way, and it should not be that way. You can be an example of the believer in purity. The things you say, the things you think, the things you watch, the things you post, whatever it is, 
you don't have to fall into the trap of immorality that the world has to offer because it does not offer much. You can be an example to others in purity. You can trust the Lord to bring a mate along whenever he desires and whoever he desires. You can trust the Lord with how to conduct yourself with the opposite gender. You can be an example of the believer in purity. If you get anything tonight, and I know I'm being very repetitive, but teenagers, listen, you can be an example of the believer and be an example of what a godly Christian should be at age 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, whatever it is. You don't have to wait until you graduate high school or until you get married or until whenever you think you're matured enough. You can be an example of the believer right now right here sitting in this service as an 11-year-old, as a 12-year-old, as a 13-year-old. You can be an example of the believer. You, you can. You don't have to fall to people's expectations. So teenagers, make a decision tonight to be an example. But parents, are you letting your teenagers settle and, and fall to the expectations of the culture? Is there an area that was mentioned tonight that, that you've let slip in, in, the, in your kids' lives? This verse tells us right here that teens can be an example of the believer and of what a godly Christian should be. We can't sell them short. That goes for parents, but that also goes for, for me and Miss Brielle, for Pastor and Miss Aaron. That goes for the whole church uh, tonight. Eastside Baptist Church, let's not let our young people fall short. Let's not sell them short because they can be an example of the believer. We don't have to just think that they're going to just do whatever they want. They, they can be an example of the believer. And the reason I'm preaching this tonight is because I'm, I'm very, very passionate about it because of what I saw at camp this week. Well, the teens did a great, great job at camp in, in, in every area, honestly. They had great attitudes. They helped load the bus. Um, they helped clean the bus. They said, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. They were respectful to authority when, when given uh, instructions. They, they called pastor, pastor. They called me, brother Samuel. They called Brielle, Miss Brielle. They called Jacob, brother Jacob. They called Miss Aaron, Miss Aaron. You know, they were respectful. The teens went to bed at a specific time and for the most part without talking. Not in every case, but in most cases. They uh, woke up at 6.30, 6.45. I, I, I could hardly believe it myself. But then they got up went to devotions, they came back, cleaned their cabin, and you'd be surprised, but the guy's cabin won the cleanest cabin of the day. I, I know, you're shocked. Moms, I'm, I'm sure you're shocked at that, but it's possible. They, they did it at camp. You know, they paid attention during services. They didn't get up to use the bathroom, and I know it's shocking. There, there's, there's a lot of people that can't even do that. You know, I'm talking 45-minute messages. They sat through the whole thing, the whole service, without getting up. It, it's shocking, I know. They went a whole week without their phones, without playing video games, without watching any TV. They had great attitudes while playing sports. They didn't talk back to the refs. They didn't talk back to us as coaches. They met new people and made godly friends. This past week at camp, they proved that they can be examples of what good, godly Christian teenagers should be. They proved that this week. So why should we expect anything less from them? Why should we let them settle to be something so less than what they're capable of? Because they've, they've already proved it. 
So teenagers, is there an area in your life right now that you are settling in, that you are falling to what the culture expects you to be? Or are you an example of the believer in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity? Are you an example? Because you can be. You can be a godly Christian example no matter your age. Don't settle for anything less. Parents, what standard are you holding your kids to? Are you letting them fall to what the culture expects of them? Are you striving to raise teens who are examples of godly Christians? Are you content with letting them just be good kids? Or are you raising them to be an example of the believer? That goes, again, for, for all of Eastside. Are we, are we just letting our teenagers just do whatever they want to settle to be less? Or are we holding them to a higher standard, to be an example of the believer in each of these areas? You know, for everyone here, this, this message doesn't just apply to teenagers and to parents, um, but is there an area in your life that, that you are failing to be an example in? You know, think of it this way. If, if a new believer were to come in tonight and were to look at you, a, a new Christian should be able to look at you and pattern their life, pattern their walk, pattern their behavior, pattern their walk with the Lord after yours, pattern their love for others after you, your interactions with others. They should be able to pattern their, their public and private life after you and know that they'll be pleasing to the Lord. Would that be the case for you? Can people take you as a mold for their Christian life? Are you an example of a believer? It's not just for the teenagers. It's for everybody. So tonight, teenagers, make a decision to be an example of the believer. Parents, east side, don't let them settle for anything, anything less because they can be an example of the believer. But to everybody in this room, again, if, if a new Christian were to come in, could you be a pattern for their Christian life? Is there an area in your life where you need to strive to be an example of the believer, where you need to recommit to being an example in? Let's stand for invitation. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.